everyone. Welcome back to Terrace Talk. These seem to be coming every other day at this point, but as is the Championship and the relentless nature of it, Norwich City have another game to prepare for for Saturday. They welcome newly promoted Wickham Wanderers, who uh, haven't started life in the Championship too well, but we'll hear from one of their supporters in just a moment. Of course, Norwich City coming into this game off the back of two victories against Rotherham. And Birmingham City, of course, on Tuesday night. I'm joined by Maddie McKenzie from Along Come Norwich, which I'm, I'm glad about. And, and I'll come to why in in a little while. And Maddie herself may know why. I'm also joined by Wickham fan, George, who is um, part of the Wickham way. Um, Maddie, let's, let's come to you for, um, from a Norwich perspective, first and foremost. They come into this game with a little bit of momentum that perhaps they haven't had or, well, really, since they got promoted to the Premier League a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's ridiculous, really. I mean, I don't think we've had two consecutive wins since definitely in the Championship. I think it was about March time, so it's fantastic that we finally got some momentum going. And I think our performance against Birmingham on Tuesday was probably our best performance of the season so far. By a long way, we just looked a completely different team to, say, Derby, for example. We looked like it, it needed something to click, and we looked like perhaps we're close to clicking. And yeah, we've still got a bit of a problem in front of goal, but I think we're a lot closer to where we need to be. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's it's probably the most cohesive we've we've seen um, we've seen Norwich play so far this season, which is probably needed after the Rotherham game. Um, George, thank you very much for for joining us. Talk to us a little bit about about your one 0 loss to Reading, because although it was one 0 it, it seems like this may be the closest you guys have come to to picking up some points in the championship. It was absolutely. Um, I think it's the first time we've looked like a confident championship side. Um, I mean, attacking-wise, we're still a little bit short. Only the two or three shots on target. But defensively, in the midfield, uh, we really held our own. And uh, I mean, Reading, uh, their goal was through a long ball. Up to Lucas Jow, uh, took it excellently. Um, but apart from that, we really limited them. I think it is uh, the most um, confident we've looked on the ball and without the ball. And I think it can only get better from uh, yesterday's performance. How, how have you sort of found life in the Championship? Obviously, six six defeats is, is pretty tough to, to look at. And uh, performance has sort of improved as the game has gone on. I know, obviously, last night, as you said there, the, the performance was was probably a lot better. But I, I've seen the term sort of Championship whipping boys used already. Is is that kind of how it feels from, from your guys' perspective? Or, or is there some progression you are seeing in the performances? Especially the first couple of weeks. Um, I mean, second game week in the 5-0 loss at Blackburn was a real kick in the teeth. Um, I mean, there was gaps everywhere. We looked like a, a League One side in a championship game. It was tough to, it was a tough watch. Um, but I think as the weeks have gone on, especially yesterday, uh, the defeat at Millwall at the weekend, and then Luton the week before that. Uh, Luton, we could have and maybe should have got a point from there. Uh, the Millwall game, again, could have and probably should have had a point there as well, if not the three points against Millwall. And yesterday, again, sort of unlucky to come away with the uh, 1-0 defeat. So I think it is a learning curve. We are slowly getting there. But I think a couple more weeks and uh, we might be on our way to our first point. Well, Norwich will be hoping that it doesn't arrive against them this weekend. Um, Maddie, let's let's um, talk a little bit about that Birmingham performance. We kind of touched upon it being probably the, the best Norwich have played this season. Was it the way and, and the manner of their performance in terms of the way they kept the ball and, and, and dominated the game from start to finish, really, that made that such a, a positive performance from your perspective? 
Yeah, definitely. I think individually everyone was performing a lot better as well. Uh, Lucas Rupp and Ollie Skip. I know that they're very similar players, but together they're really the composed midfield too that we've sort of been lacking over the last season or so. I think a lot of our defensive issues come from the fact that we've been quite weak in the midfield and Rupp and Skip together just do provide a little bit more solidarity and solidity in front of the back four, which is really good to see. Um, I think Gibson has really settled in well. And I mean, on Radio Norfolk, they had that ridiculous statistic that this was Grant Hanley's first, um, what was it? Something like 10th start in, at Carrow Road in two years, which is crazy to think, you know, especially given that he's the club captain. So, I mean, it was really good to see the back four clicking. And it was ex especially interesting, the formation that Farker went with to see Pookie in perhaps a slightly deeper role, because that's not something we've seen since the early days of that promotion season. And I think him and Hugh Gill look a really interesting partnership going forward. Yeah, agreed. It was it was kind of a shame that they got split up a bit early. I think I think with time that that could be something that that really bears fruit. Were, were you pleased because obviously it was a, a very different sort of winter Rotherham where perhaps they did have to to grind it out a little bit um, away from home. Are you, are you kind of pleased that those performances were contrasting and yet the results were the same because in different ways they had to show plenty of endeavour, didn't they, to get the, the the respective wins against Rotherham and against Birmingham, both of whom sort of set up fairly differently against them. Yeah, I was really interested that Birmingham held such a high defensive line. I mean, I know that's the sort of team you get with a Karanka style of football, but I thought perhaps they might have looked at Rotherham and thought, ah, oh, maybe if we do press Norwich, we might actually get something here. Because it's not like the last time we were in the Championship where nobody knew what to expect from us. You know, we've perhaps been sussed out a little bit now and other teams have seen that you press us and sometimes we don't really know how to deal with it. So I was surprised that... Karanka hadn't set up his team to be perhaps more attacking and to press further. But yeah, it was fantastic, really. Um, it was so different to the Rotherham game. The Rotherham game where you really didn't think we were going to get anything out of it and finally snatched that ridiculous penalty in the 95th minute. But at Birmingham, I think, you know, everyone in their respective Norwich group chats was saying, oh, we're going to do a Norwich here. You know, we're going to concede a stupid goal. So I think it was relief all over the county when we actually didn't. Yeah, agreed. It, it did kind of feel like as as the game went on, we were getting into uh, Wayne Rooney and, and Derby territory. So I'm, I'm certainly glad that wasn't the case. Um, George, in, in terms of the way Wickham have set up so far this season, like you say, I mean they've they've lost games, but on the whole, I mean you've you've had what three three losses by one goal. Rotherham, you you lost two one nil. Reading one nil. Millwall two one. So that probably says that maybe performances and and, and results have been probably fairly close to where Gareth Ainsworth and the supporters would like them to be? They have, absolutely. And I think the bit that lets Wickham down is the the attacking threat up front. Um, there's not enough of it for championship football. Um, Alex Samu up top isn't really a goal-scoring striker. Um, we're short of Vic uh, Uche Piazu. He's out injured. Um, should be back soon, hopefully. Um, but I think the real threat from Wickham comes from the wings. I think Fedonia Dimmer and Kashkit are going to be key this year, especially if they can get firing. Um, it's about shoring up the defence in the midfield, stopping the mistakes, because that's where the majority of uh, goals conceded are coming from. Mistakes at the back, mistakes in midfield. And in Leagues 1 and League 2, you might get away with them here or there. In the Championship, you don't get away with them. You will get punished. And I think we've found ourselves um, being punished a little bit too much for Gareth Ainsworth's liking. So it's about cutting out the mistakes getting the ball onto the wings and then um, hopefully we'll shore up the defence and uh, more goals in the opposition there. And, and I know you said about the, the Blackburn game and that was obviously probably the big one that, that people will look at and, and it didn't particularly go in your favour, although you had a man sent off in, in that game. Um, 
Wickham have still only scored one goal. So I guess that kind of points to what you've said there. Has that step up been been as 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 big as perhaps it, it it's looked in terms of the results, or, or do you feel like Wickham are fairly close to maybe grinding out some results in in this division? I think that grinding out results is the way forward for Wickham. I don't think we're going to get many matches where we score two or three and keep clean sheets. I think that most of our points will be from uh, one nil wins, grinding out draws. Um, but I mean, if you speak to any Wickham fan, I think they'll say this year and last year the problem was not enough goals in the team. And um, obviously, we had Akin Fenwell in League Two, who was firing uh, two goals a week standard normally. Um, but then coming up to League One, we didn't really get that goal scoring striker in, and we didn't do it again this summer. Um, you know, I know it's hard to say a promoted club should be getting a goal scoring striker in the door. Um, but you look at Rotherham with Freddie Ladipo, he's got goals in him. Coventry with Matt Godden and Tyler Walker, both got goals. But I, I don't think Wickham have that in an out-and-out striker. Obviously, when Nick Piazzi comes back, he may have a goal here or there if he gets a service. But especially with him again, it's going to be his hold-up play. Can you get the ball to him in the box and can he knock it down to players around him? I think that's where Wickham are good, really going to find their, um, find their feet is when Nick Piazzi is back fit. And then it's again about tweaking formations, maybe. Can you have Scott Cashgate up there with him? Uh, you know, your standard small and big uh, partnership up front. So I think it really depends on whether Ick Piazzi can find his feet. Because I, I just don't think that Akin, Femme and Samuel between them have got the goals that are going to get Wickham points in the division. Mm, that's 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 interesting, um, Maddie, from a Norwich perspective. And like I said at the start, it's quite good to to have you on. You're obviously part of a long come Norwich, and <laughs> George won't really know where where that sort of stems from. But essentially, a long come Norwich is, uh, is is a phrase used by well, there's a, there's a fan group named after it, but used by Norwich fans when a team like Wickham arrive um, in in uh, at Carrow Road or they play Norwich and they're not in the best way, and suddenly they find themselves capable of getting a result. Um, Maddie, ahead of this weekend, do you, do you have that fear a little bit that there there could be an along come Norwich situation at Carrow Road on Saturday? I don't think it's possible to be a Norwich fan and not have that fear going into any <laughs> game ever. I mean, it, that, that's what made our championship winning season so special because we got so many monkeys off our back, you know, going away to Hillsborough and scoring four goals, for example. So, yeah, it is a worry, especially, you know, you look at Derby, who just come in off the back of a quite embarrassing defeat and then Nick that win against us with that Wayne Rooney free kick. So, and, and Wickham, I remember, gave us quite a good match a few years ago in the League Cup when Jordan Rhodes scored his hat-trick. I think that finished 4-3. So, you know, they've shown that they can play against us. So I definitely think... It will be tighter than a lot of people are assuming. I don't think we've clicked enough that we will be able to steamroll them in our own back garden. But I think it's going to be a really interesting, closely fought match. Do you think it's it's going to be another game from Norwich's perspective where they're tasked? And, and we'll ask George about how Wickham will approach it in a moment. But f- from your perspective, is it a game where you see Norwich again, similar to Birmingham, really having a lot of the ball? And it's going to be up to them to carve out the opportunities and, and to unlock the Wickham defence? Because it, it kind of feels like we, we may be in store for that sort of game again on Saturday and, and that's going to be another challenge for Norwich to try and to try and prove themselves with because as as I as I said I think as I tweeted Tuesday night this is kind of the formula for games at, at Carroll Road now it's, it's kind of different from two years ago isn't it where teams would perhaps try and engage them in a little bit of a football match whereas now they're probably being shown a little bit more respect and it's up to them to unlock the door which isn't always easy at Carroll Road I think as both the Derby game and the Birmingham game show for for, for different reasons. 
I mean, I haven't seen Wickham play this season, but as George has alluded to, I'm not sure that they have the players to press us in the way that perhaps Rotherham did. So, yeah, I definitely think it will be a, a park-the-bus scenario. Although, you know, again, I'm not sure they have the players to hold on to that defensive line for that long, you know, without any offence to Wickham. Because, obviously, the way they came up was so controversial and it will be really interesting to see if they actually do manage to stay in the Championship. So, on paper, this should theoretically be our easiest game of the season. Wickham are coming in on such a bad run of form and, you know, we're just starting to pick up momentum. So I would expect it to be another sort of game where we have where we have possession in the 60, 70, 80% sort of range. And it's just about whether we can actually create chances and score those chances instead of just, you know, having so many shots, but not being able to do very much with them. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Let's let's hear George's perspective then on, on how Wickham will, will approach the game at Carrow Road on on Saturday, is it is it going to be a case, George, that that Gareth Ainsworth sets his teams up to to frustrate Norwich for for long periods and, and to perhaps try and nick a point or or a one nil win? And will it be? I mean, you've said that the wing is uh, uh, probably the strong area for for your side. Is is that going to be the area that they look to exploit through counter attacks? I guess. Absolutely, and I think that counter attacks will be our uh, our game plan against Norwich. I think it will be sit deep, frustrate Norwich, and. Um, limit what they can do with their attacking players because they do play very attacking formations I've noticed sort of a, a front four attacking um, so I think it will be key for Wickham to get the midfielders deep Curtis Thompson and Dennis Adenovan to really sit in front of that back four limit what uh, Norwich can do creatively and then it's about can you get a long ball over the top can Scott Cashkit chase it can Fedonidimba chase it can Alex Samuel hold that ball up and then play in his wingman I think it's and again, it's whoever starts up front for Wickham um, obviously dictates how they play. Let's say Akin Fenwell gets a start. He's obviously a, a big target man and he can hold that ball up. He can bring others into play. And it may be for Norwich defenders, someone they've not really played against. Someone like Akin Fenwell, obviously a big journeyman, League Two, League One striker. Um, and I'm sure if he does play, he will frustrate Norwich defence. It's about can you get uh, you'll see your wingers into the game. Can they drive forward, relieve pressure off the back four, and then you go from there. Um, but I think overall it will be about frustrating Norwich much more so rather than us going forward and attacking them. And then what can we nick on the break? Can we get that? Um, can we nick a 1-0? Um, can we get the first goal and then sit back? Or even just play for the 0-0 and get that first point on the board? Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's going to be a really interesting dynamic to to a game. And as as a Wickham fan, how, how do you view this game? Is it? I know uh, this this season you, you you guys are probably going to be the underdogs in in the majority of games, right? But in terms of playing against a side sort of relegated from the Premier League, that the expectation levels must be really really low for this one. So is it just about kind of seeing how you're faring, or is there kind of a a quiet confidence that perhaps you can you can upset the apple cart, I guess, and 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 make life difficult, and, and possibly even get a result at Carrow Road on Saturday. I think that the, it would be very Wickham to get a point against uh, Norwich on Saturday. Very Wickham indeed. Um, but I suppose it's Gareth Ainsworth will is still into his men. Uh, it's not a cup final. It's a league game. Um, obviously for a lot of these players they are League 1, League 2 standard uh, and a lot of Wickham fans will hold their hands and say that it's a mid-table League 1 squad that we still have so it's about don't get um, don't get too excited by the occasion it is a league game there are points up for grabs 
and then it's about okay so can we frustrate Norwich that much that then we can go and hit the goal mm, it's, it's, it's going to be absolutely fascinating I kind of liken Wickham's situation to, to Yeovil a, a few years ago a, a while back when they got into the championship and um, I, I remember uh, their, their manager basically saying that it was a, a pleasure to say to play at Carrow Road which was quite a bizarre comment at the time um, which I'm going back a, a few years so in fairness um, Maddie, how important is, is Norwich's mentality going to be for this one because you've already described it as, as on paper, the easiest game of the season. That will be the view, I think, of, of most supporters. Norwich are going to be heavy favourites. How do they ensure that they get the, the mentality right to ensure that there isn't a complacency or an expectancy that, that they're going to get a result regardless of their performance? I don't think Daniel Farker would ever allow a complacency like that to set in. You know, I can imagine he's saying to his players, look, they're going to be hungry for a result. They're going to be desperate for a result. And I think it was really interesting what George said, that they won't come in necessarily looking to score goals. If they can get a point on the board, that's fantastic. That's get them started for the whole season. So Daniel Farker will, I imagine, be saying to them, look, be aware of this is the biggest game of the season so far for them. You know, this is a chance for them to get a point, for them to really get cracking on. You don't want them to you don't want to be Wickham's first point because we do have sort of um, a history of doing that. I mean, look at Watford last season. You know, they came to us. They hadn't they hadn't won away or some statistic like that, and we I don't were there first. <laughs> That's worse. Yeah. I think <laughs> Chelsea as well. Didn't Chelsea? They hadn't won at all until they came to Carrow Road, and then you know that started off a really good season for them. So we did have a bit of a history in the, of it in the Premier League last season. But I think Daniel Farker. I don't think he'd ever allow the team to think, oh, this is a really easy game, you know, do this one, hit the showers early, go off home, you know, put your feet up. No, he's he's going to make sure they're all on it and he wants points on the board. Yeah, absolutely. From from Norwich's perspective, is it fairly important that George has, has outlined there how Wickham are, are probably going to come to Carrow Road and, and frustrate them, which I think Norwich will probably be expecting. Is it is it important in that case then that there is an early goal or, or they don't leave it quite as late as they have been leaving it? And perhaps we see a, a, a comfortable performance in that regard that encourages Wickham to, to come out and chase the game to, to an extent. Because if Norwich do that, then I guess there's the opportunity that they really could get a, a, a result that really could sort of boost their confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't think there's anything Norwich fans would like more than to see an early goal or a comfortable win because it's something we haven't seen for so, so long. You know, a nice, comfortable, a non-Norwich performance almost, you know, where you can sit back, relax and just think, ah, oh, nothing can possibly go wrong now. But yeah, I think it would be really good to draw Wickham out and to get them playing football because I think for the supporters, that's the kind of match we want to see. It might not necessarily be the kind of match Wickham want to play, but, you know, we need a bit of entertainment at three o'clock on a Saturday and it would be really interesting to see two footballing teams going up against each other, especially as we're not really expecting that from Wickham. So I would love to see an early goal. I would love to not be on tenterhooks, you know, on the edge of my seat at the 85th minute thinking, come on, Norwich, don't mess it up now, you know, just score. And I would also like to see that frustration doesn't set in because I think we saw a bit of that against Birmingham. You know, you had Lucas Rupp firing off shots from 20 yards. You had Emmy Buendia just picking one off from 40 yards out. So I would like to see, you know, sticking to the philosophy, sticking to Farkable and just having faith that if they keep going, it will come, come good eventually. Yeah, I, I think I, I tweeted at half time on Tuesday that it would be um, about Norwich City's patience and, and it does feel like it, it could be about that this weekend. Um, George, just just talk us a little bit about Wickham's rise to the Championship because it's a, a wonderful story, isn't it? How, how is the view of fans? Is it just about sort of enjoying your time in the division or is it actually trying to sort of, uh, well, obviously it's, it's about trying to survive, but how much enjoyment can you take out of this season, for example? Or is it just about 
kind of enjoying the journey under Gareth Ainsworth, who's done a, a wonderful job at that football club? I think with our fan base, there's a, a 50-50 split straight down the middle. Um, most of them are just sort of your both tinted classes. Sort of, we're here to enjoy the season. It's probably not going to end up in survival. And it's about building for the future, which I think a lot of people sort of saw this summer transfer window as maybe building for next season um, with the expectation of us going down. Um, personally, I'm not one of the people with those tinted glasses. I think we should be up here fighting for our place. Um, I don't feel the transfer window is strong enough in that aspect. Um, I think we could have done more to get a few more players in the door. Also, I've mentioned we're missing that goal-scoring striker, which is ultimately probably going to cost us, I think. Um, but however you look at it, it is a, a fairy tale that Wickham are in this position in the first place. Um, take last season, for example, probably uh, bottom five or bottom three uh, lowest budgets in League One. Um, for them to go up, regardless of how they did it, obviously I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding the uh, point per game system, but to even have been in the situation, to be in contention to go up was um, nothing short of remarkable. And the work that Gareth Ainsworth and his uh, backroom staff have done over the past, I think it's now seven or eight years, is a uh, second to none. And they um, deserve everything they get from this season, which hopefully will end up in survival. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I guess it's it's difficult for you guys because if, if, if you guys do do very well, then he's going to be a manager. I mean, he's already been highly sought after, isn't he, by, by some clubs. I think he, he's, he's had interviews at various places without being successful. He's obviously been at, at Wickham for a while. But if, if there is success that comes out of this season, then that is going to sort of draw more interest in it is in him, isn't it? So it's I guess it's 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 difficult in that regard. But equally, if that is a scenario that crops up, that will be because Wickham have, have done well this season. Um, how, how do you see um, in, in terms of style of play? And, and of course, I, I sort of listed the figures there. One, one goal for 13 against. How, how do you guys shore up the, the defensive efforts, particularly in, in a game like this weekend where probably so much of the work that you guys go through is is going to be off the ball rather than perhaps in, in possession of it. I think I alluded to it earlier. It's cut out the silly mistakes. I think the two goals at Millwall, uh, one was a push in the back, really unnecessary. Uh, Millwall's second was, again, a clearance that was sliced. Um, and then from there, we were across into the box and a, a top corner, really good finish. Um, the goal yesterday uh, is a... Really, really simple real one ball, which Lucas Jowell takes down, and then the two defenders are just long-footed. It's cutting out the mistakes, and especially against a team like Norwich, uh, in and around the 18-yard box, I'm sure they will punish you. Because um, I think off the ball, we look really sort of very confident in our shape. Um, I think now that we've got Curtis Thompson back, who is willing to sit in front of that defence, there's no sort of gaps in the midfield. Uh, I think that was the problem against Blackburn. Far too many gaps in the midfield in front of the defence, which gave uh, Brad Johnson in particular a lot, a lot of space. Um, and he could pick his balls in through to Adam Armstrong. I think that was the culprit of three of their goals in the end. Um, so I think in the last two or three weeks, we've become of a really, really sharp shop in open play. It's just when we can make that odd mistake that they get punished, which is really what they need to sort of uh, knuckle down on. And then it's not how they get. That's 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 interesting. Um, I'm going to ask you about a couple of individual Wickham players at the moment who who might have a significant part to play on on Saturday. But let, let's look at Norwich first, um, Maddie. In terms of um, 
Tuesday's performers that, that really stood out. There, there were two for me, probably. One, Lucas Rook, who I think has is, is quietly been improving um, every week. And then there was Todd Campwell as well, which after all the sort of noise and, and, and the situation surrounding him, was really positive to see, wasn't it? Because it looks like um, Daniel Farker, Stuart Weber, everyone at the club has perhaps been able to to get him back on side. Yeah, it was fantastic to see him back. You know, I think there was a bit of time where we were all worried that perhaps we'd seen the last of Todd Campbell in a Norwich shirt. And, you know, obviously he's a local boy, so it was always fantastic to see him doing well. He could have had a hat-trick, really, in about 10 minutes yesterday. I, I think Darren Huckabee was um, quite interesting on Twitter last night, you know, giving him a bit of stick. I think it'll be interesting once he settles down and he doesn't really feel like he has a point to prove anymore because he is a fantastic championship player. You know, he's shown he can do it in the Premier League and he is fantastic in the championship. So it's, you know, I was worried. I think everyone was worried that we were going to rue the chance where he was busy laying on the floor asking why he hadn't been given a penalty. You know, he could have been there to slice in the ball. But I, I really think that once he gets his head down and he's able to get in that mindset of, I'm a Norwich player, I'm here to do my best for the team, I think he's going to be such a potent attacking force. And yeah, Lucas Rupp, you know, where did he come from? I don't think anyone expected him to do as well recently as he has been doing. His performance yesterday was his best performance in a Norwich shirt by far. You know, he suddenly looked a different player to the player he was last season. And you can't really blame him for too much of last season because he came into a team where which was already performing badly, but we'd seen those players before. We knew they could do better and we hadn't seen Lucas Rip before, so we didn't know if there was anything we could expect of him. We didn't know if he could perform better. So to see that actually he did that, have that within him and perhaps he was just suffering from being part of a, a weak team that was a bit down on confidence is really reassuring and good to see. Yeah, it was nice to see him growing confidence. There was a nice moment towards the end of the second half where he beat a few men, wasn't there? And he probably tried um, <laughs> to beat one too many, <laughs> if anything. Um, uh, looking ahead to Saturday's game, then that, that Hugel-Pukie relationship with, with Pukie in the 10 and Hugel leading the line, as, as you kind of al- uh, alluded to earlier, is that something you'd, you'd like to see again on Saturday, providing uh, Pukie uh, isn't injured? Daniel Farker said it, it was just cramp. Of course, we'll, we'll find out on, on Friday at the pre-match press conference. But if both are, are fit and available, would you like to see that sort of given another go against Wickham? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting partnership because I think both really bring something that the other necessarily doesn't. And I think Hugo really complements Pookie's game. You know, he can be there for the crosses and he was willing to chase balls down. You could see him running out for a ball that you thought, surely he can't get that. And then he suddenly brings it in and you think, that's something different. That's something we haven't seen for a little while. And obviously, Pookie's a bit more of a technical striker who won't necessarily go in on a one-on-one duel, whereas Hugo can have the physicality up front. So I think those two, if they can get in the swing of things and they can discover that relationship spark, I think they could really click. And it's a front four that championship teams should be afraid of. You know, on paper, that is a fantastic front four of Emmy Wendy, Todd Cantwell, Timo Pookie and Jordan Hugo. That's you know, technically proficient. There should be a lot of goals coming from that front four. So if the four of them can find the relationship and find the the spark that makes them go we could be seeing some fantastic football soon but you know that might just be wishful thinking well we've we've seen hints of that certainly the the first goal at Rotherham I think is, is probably the best example we've seen although there were a nice sort of a couple of nearly moments I think I'd, I'd, I'd describe as a, against Birmingham um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they flourish and also to see if they can take a little bit of that burden off Timu Puki, which um, will certainly be be nice from his perspective as well I think if they can share the goals around um, George speaking of goals Adebayo Akinfemer I think he's, he's probably the name that Norwich fans and, and probably Championship fans in general will probably look at this Wickham squad and, 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 and recognise um, obviously may, maybe for for um, his profile um, to, to an extent. But in terms of what he offers to to Wickham as, as a side, and I know you said that they probably lack a, a goal-soaring striker. Is he another one who is perhaps 
known for his hard work and his physicality without necessarily returning the goals. And I know he's been injured, but um, he he obviously came on as a sub against Reading. How pivotal is he for what Gareth Ainsworth's trying to do at at, at Wickham? He's so important, uh, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. Uh, In the changing room, he's such an important figure, uh, what we do. Especially with the younger players as well. He's one of the um, players that really instills a confidence in them straight away. You know, a lot of young players come in and in their first interview, they'll say, uh, I can remember this, I can remember that, really made them feel welcome. But on the pitch as well, is it's, if you give him the surface, he's got goals in him. I mean, we've seen that over the years at all his different clubs. I think he's got 60-odd for Wickham in his three seasons. Um, so given the service, he will score. Um, but then it's his hold-up play as well. You know, get him the ball. Uh, back to a defender and then as I've said before countless times can you get on your dimmer on the ball can you get Kashuk on the ball and then Bayer Akifo makes his way into the box um, for the crosses and especially from uh, set pieces as well which I think will become will, um, really look for against Norwich um, Jacobson's balls in a uh, second to none half the time straight on Akin Pemba's head and then can he get the knockdown if close to goal can he get the header on goal and um, you know, he's so important on and off the pitch and uh, fingers crossed he can stay fit this season because I think he's a really important player for us. You, you referenced the, the young players there. One I, one I want to ask you about is um, is Mometi, who was in Norwich City's academy and I think he's he's been on the bench for a few times this season. I think he actually came on against Reading, didn't he? What sort of prospect is, is he? Because I say someone that, that wasn't Norwich, so Norwich fans will, will maybe be aware of him. Um, how is he How is he at Wickham? Because it, it, it looks like he's a player that Gareth Ainsworth uh, takes a liking to. It was all very sudden. Um it was sort of brought, brought in with a group of five of them for the new, uh, newly established B team. And then um, in one of Ainsworth's pre-match conferences a couple of weeks ago, he said there's a player in particular, he's got his eye on which can offer us a creative spark in midfield. And it has turned out to be um, Anis Mehmeti, uh, sorry. And I think he's an exciting young player. Um, it's been a, a few years since Wickham have had a really, really young uh, central attacking midfielder. And it was one of the positions we needed to bring in this summer. And, and you know, I don't think anyone thought that Mimeti would be that player that could maybe step up. And, you know, uh, fingers and toes are all crossed that he can step up, score us a few goals and be that creative But we have been missing for the last few seasons. Mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to, to watch him and, and, and watch him grow because obviously whenever someone leaves Norwich, I think you, you tend to watch them a, a little bit closer if they tend to, to come back up. Um, Maddie, let's let's... Sort of close the show by by getting uh, I I do say score predictions, but I'm, I'm more interested in in sort of how you feel the game will go. But um, feel free to throw in a score prediction as well. Norwich fans haven't been too optimistic on here so far this season. I think we've we've probably only had one or two that have actually predicted wins, and we're what six games in, so that um, that might say a bit more about the county of Norfolk than it than it does um, than it does <laughs> Norwich City. But how, how do you see this game going on on, on Saturday and? And how do you think it will go? Hopefully you'll predict an orange win. That's what I'm hoping. Well, I, I think there's a big difference between how I necessarily think it will go and how I hope it will go. What I hope will happen is Norwich will come out of the blocks firing, Wickham will set up to defend and we'll smash through their defence and score three or four goals. What could potentially happen is it could be a massive along come Norwich. You know, we set up, we pepper them and then they nick a goal in the 89th minute. But I'm confident that we've got the momentum and, you know, it's a bit of a superstition of mine. I always predict the same score for Norwich. So I'm going to go for the classic 3-1 for Norwich. I, I hope it'll be a fantastic game and I hope we'll be able to crack on with our momentum and keep getting more wins on the board. 
You say three one to Norwich. My my great uncle, ever since I can remember, has always put a, a, a bet on Norwich winning every single game three one. I think he's um, he's made some decent returns on that over his time. He was certainly in, in profit last time I checked. So um, I'm sh- I'm sure he'll be he'll be pleased to hear that. Um, George, from a from a Wickham perspective, how, how do you see this game going? It's it's obviously going to be um, a, a really difficult test for you guys. Um, how do you how do you see Wickham standing up and sort of responding to the challenges that Norwich City are going to pose of them? It's a difficult one. I know, I know I said earlier in the show that I think Wickham are close to their first points, but I think there's a, a few more defeats there before we do get those first points. Obviously, Norwich this weekend and then along come Watford, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, have got Jordan Rhodes, so that's a guaranteed hatchet for him. Um, <laughs> but I think that he's got loads of goals against us over the years, loads. Um, but I think that Saturday is, it is about frustrating Norwich. And then if we can nick the goal, happy days. Um, you know, my score predictions always go uh, completely off the rails. Um, I'd be happy with the point, obviously happy with the point. Um, but whether we get that or not, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, it's about nicking that goal and then where do we go from there? So uh, I'll throw in the prediction of one or first point on the board. Interesting stuff. Uh, guys, thank you very much both for joining me. Um, make sure you check out pinkin.com, the latest news and views all on our website ahead of this one. Of course, we'll be at the game on Saturday as well. Make sure you get your score predictions down in the comments below and we'll, of course, leave links to uh, to the guys. They, they do some excellent work for Longcom Norwich and uh, George with the Wickham Way. So um, well worth checking out. Um, thank you very much for watching. Stay safe. Here is two free successive wins. Um, I'm, I might be getting a bit greedy though. Let's hope not. See you soon.